Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. You heard it last time. No recap. Let's jump into the action. We killed a bunch of cultists. We saved a bunch of prisoners. What else is there to say? (laughs) And as Lance, you head down and lead this entourage. Is that the right use of that word? Down the caves, the tunnels, to get to the outside. I need each of you to roll me a d6, please. Of course. You are taking decisive action, and randomness could play a part in it. Six. Let's say five. Six. Which, listeners, I don't know if I've ever actually described that. That's usually how I determine whether I want the uh, players to roll a d6 or not. Like, some randomness could occur with these actions, and um, let's see if randomness can help or hinder them. So, what did everybody roll again? Six. Five. Six. Oh, two sixes? Okay. I'll keep that in mind. The game's going our way. Good news. All right, so Lance, I'll have you roll a stealth check. And how far ahead are you in front of the group, really? I'll be about 20, 25 feet. Okay, that's what I figured. So go ahead and roll a stealth check. And uh, when you tell me it's 35, I'll I'll have everybody else roll a stealth check as well. It is. (laughs) (laughs) 20. Roll the, the natural 20, so it is 35. He's gone. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Bully your players, DMs. Bully your players. It's a two way street. There we go. There we go. 35. No, that's good. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. It's fine. It's fine. It's good. It's fine. No, I'll, I'll start describing uh, some of the stuff that you hear and um, listen to. Uh, let's first. Uh, talk about this slow moving, I guess entourage is the only word that keeps coming to mind. I was going to say caravan but it's not really a caravan. Slow slow moving group with Fleeple and Mal. Are you flanking both sides, one on the back, one on the front to make sure that nobody sneaks up behind or are you both like behind Lance? I think one in front, one in behind. Yeah, maybe Mal at the back and me at the front, maybe? If you want to. Mal's the one that knows the tunnels, but this tunnel is literally just us walking down a tunnel. There's not like a wrong turn to be made. So just keep to the right. Continually keep to the right. Sounds good. It's a bit cramped with these 20 or so captured prisoner commoners. They are, it is slow going. Uh, They were just healed, thankfully, but uh, they still are. Fatigue is still um, an issue for some of the older or um, younger individuals. And as they're trying to hold on these weapons, there's a little bit of jitter, jitteriness, a little bit of anxious behavior that is uh, inherent in their movements. So Lance, you're able to get pretty far ahead if you like before this group really, like if you want to stay only within 25 feet of this group, you'd have to go pretty, pretty slow to match their speed. Uh, it's, It's just up to you. I'll say I will go to, like, major intersections, like the one that's right next to the caved-in place, and then wait until I know they're starting to get into that room, know that that hallway down that down to the north is cleared, so I'm like, okay, I don't have to have them have something sneak up on them, and then move forward a little bit more. So making sure that, that there's not something surprising that could sneak up in yeah. some of the... Okay, that's fair. Go ahead and roll me some uh, perception check then, Lance. That's going to be a 17. 17, great. So you mentioned the intersection where you have the caved-in tunnel that you went through and tried to explore. And as you go southeast of that, now this is unmarked territory for anybody in the Jinx squad, except for what you've heard. Um, You haven't actually gone here, but Mal has told you just keep to the right. Um, This comes to a T. You come to a T and you know to the right is to is going to lead out eventually and it is very curvy if you go to the right so you can't necessarily see too far ahead before the tube curves on itself so maybe only like 15 feet 
distance uh, uh, sight just due to the way the tunnel is shaped. Um, however, if you look to the left, you don't see any person. You do see eventually way down, maybe like a hundred feet down. There probably, there is some light, maybe from like a fire, maybe from like a lantern, but it doesn't appear to be growing or diminishing as you look in that direction. And you certainly can't hear any noise from that area. It just seems to be like maybe it is inhabited or was inhabited, similar to the Thay wizard rooms that you left behind. But do you continue just hugging right that Malamara suggested? We were, just to remind me, we were told how many prisoners there were and we basically have that number, correct? You have exactly that number, yes. Okay, just double checking. And I don't hear anything down that hallway. It's too far, really. Uh, you, it's it's quite a distance away. I mean, 150 feet or so. I know Malamara said keep to the right. Lance is actually going to veer left down that hallway a little bit uh, because he wants to make sure no one's like, no one's purposely being like, all right, well, let's go on patrol and they'll start walking down. So basically just to make sure if there's anything in there and if they're stationary or they look like they're about to be mobile. Yeah, we'll keep your 35 because nothing's really changed, right? In your attitude or demeanor. And I will say, just give me another perception check as you come across this room. Natural 20 for 26. Wow. As you start to approach this room, it starts to smell really bad the closer and closer you get. You're about 30 feet and you're like, oh, you smell blood. You smell spoiled meat. You even smell a little bit of feces in here, and you're like, what is going on? And that's when you start hearing some of the growling, and you start hearing some of the the noises that you heard earlier from the guard drakes. Uh, and as you peek into this room, now that you're about 30 feet in, uh, it has a little bit of a rise to it. Um, and being 30 feet, you now can see over that rise, and you see two guard drakes are fighting over a piece of meat. It looks like it's quite large, um, and looks similar to actually the dragon meat that was being served at the, the red camp not not too long ago. Uh, so that's they're probably funneling some of that spoiled meat into the drakes here to keep them satisfied. And you see a couple of pens in here that are roughly the shape to hold a guard drake, but it appears to be some pens for some drakes. I will sneak back down the hallway then. And as the group's kind of arriving, who was in the front and the back? Yes, yeah, so the front was Fleeple and the back was Mal. As Fleeple kind of approaches there, then he'll just be like, I know we're already keeping right, but left there are guard drakes down there in a holding area. No, no, just no, 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 no. You must have very good vision to have been able to learn that from all the way over here because you certainly wouldn't have gone left because we're going right. Fleeple, you'd be surprised what I learned in the last year. <laughs> <We'll go down. laughs> He'll go down the right hallway. <laughs> there we go. Way to go. All right. At this point, I will ask for another stealth check. Lance. I'm going to roll with advantage, right? Yes, you're going to roll with advantage. And Lance and Mal, I'd like you to roll advantage. I'm going to roll a disadvantage for the prisoners here, okay? Okay. 25. So, Lance, you're going to keep curving along. And like I said, it does curve it's not quite zigzag but there are some slow curves that it follows uh go and roll another perception check for me please 11 11 okay these lava tubes do have some rising and falling to them as well not as drastic as what you saw previously but it's here with your 25 i will roll something here and it's not until you get about actually 25 feet until you see this opening or another uh, section, opening section here that Mal had described previously, but you didn't notice that it was essentially crawling with guards and drakes, similar to the ones that ambushed you after you had defeated that initial wave and then you used the fireball and the moonbeam. There are just as much, if not more, beefier looking individuals here blocking your way out of this cave. Doesn't look like they've seen you yet, 
but you're about 20 feet away when a guard drake just raises its head and you stop dead in your tracks and you slowly start to back away giving yourself about 40 feet from these enemies uh but yeah there's a lot here Lance will then go back down the hallway as the rest of the group's coming, usher them to stop, and bring like bring Fleeple toward him, and then kind of pass the word down through the through the prisoners, like bring Malamara to the front, Malamara the half orc. Ah, hi, the one who knows what's going on. All right, all right, you heard him. Get get her Majesty up here, <laughs> Majesty. <laughs> I kill myself. All right, ah, and so I felt like another DM dig. <laughs> As Mal is coming up through the people, she's encouraging them to stay quiet because we are in an echoey hall. One of the girls grabs your hand, Mal, grips onto it, this human girl, and goes, are we going to be all right, miss? Yes, yes, we will. I, I promise you, we will be okay. I promise. And she'll squeeze the little girl's hand back as she gently lets go. And as you let go, her mom sort of like uh, puts her arm around her and goes, I can see you hurt her. She'll be, we'll be okay. She promises. All right. The three of you are up at the front here in front of the villagers. All right. What's going on, Lance? All right. There's quite a few gods and drakes in the front, more than probably the two groups we fought combined. I mean, we're going to take them out. So I needed you up front. Um, I say let's have the people who are armed. Uh, I, I don't. I don't feel right about having prisoners come fight with us. What do you guys think? I agree. I think that we should have half of the armed ones in the back, half of the armed ones in the front, just in case we fall. Which I mean, we're basically gods. We won't do that. But in case. <laughs> How dare you? How very dare you say that right now? <laughs> You might as well just call this a shaky plan. I got a helmet. What do, what do you want? Um, <laughs> might as well call this a shaky plan. So they can just protect the, the, the rear and the front, and then we go. I agree. I agree. Toss a fireball in there. Get a moonbeam. Mal will reorganize the structure of the prisoners to make sure that they have fighters in the front, fighters in the back, and that they know if something happens to us to retreat back to probably just one of the empty chambers that we had gone through and make sure they know not to go up into the drakes by accident. <laughs> okay. And they do. So they slowly start to usher back to give yourself some distance and to give them some protection. And they are waiting with their swords out and their hands shaking a little bit as the three of you go to take on this, this group sounds like. Yes. Yes. Now, here's something we might try. If I just cast a moonbeam, they don't necessarily know where the person who cast the moonbeam is located. So if we just stay in the back here, I can cast it up to 120 feet away. I drop it in there, and we just kind of hide and let the moonbeam do its business, right? Until, until they figure out where we are, and then fireball, fireball. I also had a similar idea of do we need to just pull back, try and draw some toward us, not everybody all at once, instead of rushing in and attacking them all? Yes, I think if we can get them to try and come towards us, that gives us an advantage because they have to use up their movement to try and get here. Perfect. My idea is lots of fireballs. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I got. Unsurprising. Sleeple, <laughs> go ahead and roll a perception check, please. Say modded 20. Modded 20, you say. Hmm. You guys are about 100, 120 feet away, you say. We're according to roll 20, we're 75 feet away. Okay, that's fine. From the nearest person, 70 feet. Fleeple. Uh-oh. You could swear, swear that you hear a familiar voice. Is it co-op? <laughs> it's not, it's not co-ab. Co-ab, however you pronounce it. It's not Coab, but it is an unusual one. You're like, what on earth? Yeah, so Jeremy, he's been with me for quite, uh, for quite a long time, you know? Uh, just uh, hold on to him as much as I can. No, no, I turn towards I turn towards Lance and I say, Ralph is in there. 
but yeah, you know, I mean, uh, God duty. What are you gonna do? You know, Wait, you gonna, Ralph? That's that's Josh's character. Yeah, you're gonna stick around. You're gonna make yourself. Uh, you gonna? <laughs> I mean, I know that Lance. I know how much you want to kill Ralph, but um, part of me. I mean, we have the Zentarum on our team, so maybe he's here to help us out. So that's Ralph. Okay. Can we tell who he is now that we know to look for him? You you have message, right? I do actually. And message is 120 feet, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Ooh. So Ralph's in there. Ralph's in there with all the guards and stuff. That's what Fleeple's hearing, or somebody that sounds suspiciously like Ralph's voice talking about Jeremy. Thing is, I can I can message Ralph, but Ralph can't message back. Well, he can whisper. It's whisper. Yeah, he can he can respond, but like they see him responding. It's like, like whispered tones. Yeah. We could ask him to say a particular word. Be like, uh, slip the word dispel into your conversation. Banana. <laughs> if, dispel. Uh, to, to do what? <laughs> if if you're if you're here to help stop the cult, say dispel. <laughs> yeah, I could use Lance. Can you see Ralph? I I I can't see or hear him. I my eyesight is terrible. Can we see or hear him or any of your other Zentarum pals? I mean, technically, they split off from uh, our buddies. So are they creating distraction? Can we can we tell if there's anybody else here that you know, or sneak forward and see if you can tell if there's anybody else that you know? I'm just gonna do the thing that comes to my mind. I'm just gonna be like. This might go terribly wrong, but stay right here. And Lance will wrap his helm up with with just the rags that he has or the cloth that he has. And he will just, and he's in cultist robes. He'll just go walking down the tunnel. Okay. All right. So how are you presenting yourself as you walk down the tunnel? I am, I am going to be just, I'm going to be walking briskly. Not running, not, you know, just walking briskly. Like, I'm trying to do something, like, oh, I have a purpose, but, like, not, like, frantic, if that makes any sense. Weapons out, weapons sheathed. Not weapons, no, weapons are not out. Okay, okay, sheathed weapons, okay. And you're going to go up, okay. Yeah, I'm just walking up to the to the group, and do I spot Ralph as I'm walking up? Yeah, so a couple things happen as you walk up. First off, the guard drake that is closest to you and the dragon call, a lackey, sees you and goes, uh, holds your hands up and goes, hold, hold up there. Uh, who are you? What's your business? And as you walk up, you see uh, a very distinct figure. It's Ralph with uh, Jeremy sheathed, uh, his hand uh, sort of resting on his pommel. And uh, as he looks over at you, you make eye contact with Ralph and Ralph makes eye contact with you and you can see his like hand get a little bit tighter on Jeremy and he's like looking right at you. Remind me what race is Ralph again? I forgot. Hey Lithari elf listen to our crunch squad episode for more details. As soon as they have that like half a second of like seeing each other let's just get to go <laughs> He'll like raise his arms. You're here. I thought you were on the front lines. And he'll just start walking toward Ralph, like in a hug pose. <laughs> and uh, the dragon wing that's right in front of you and goes, hey, hold on. Draws his scimitar and starts pointing at you and goes, hey, you know the drill. Come on. And at that point, Ralph, he brushes right past him and goes, Ah, come on, you loser. Let him throw. We're brothers. Come on. Hey. Oh, hey. my gosh. It's so good to see you. And he'll just wrap him up and, like, hug him so tight. So, so, so tight. <laughs> as, he, as he goes, he goes, ah, my brother was always an affectionate one. And he immediately whispers. He's going to roll a sleight of hand. Not amazing, but he's going to go, I got five in that crowd that are mine. And... Lance, well, he's a thief, so Lance is going to use Thieves' Cant as he's talking and just go like, oh my gosh, just the sun and the sky and the moon on the earth. It's so good to see you. And as he's like talking about it, he's basically saying, well, get them out of there. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, okay, okay. I need you to put a performance check on. Of course you do. Well, that's not good at all. That's a three. Mm. Let's roll here. And at that, the person in charge, the dragon fang, very dignified person standing directly in the middle and goes, Ralph, either your brother gives the signals or we slit his throat. He goes, all right, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, come on, come on, man. Come on. You got to You got to give the signals. All right. And as he like looks back at you, he's kind of just like eyes wide of like, give the signals, Lance. <laughs> And we never learned the signals, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, we did. We did. It's the hand. It, like, starts in the one position, and then you kind of swoop it up and around. Remember? I, I made did sure. did tell us that. Okay. Yeah. I While I was scrying on Severin, I was like, everybody, remember this motion. Remember this motion. And I did it a whole bunch of times. Mm. Lance will then do the, 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 the sweepy sweep. As a, of course, sweep. of course, the sweepy sweep. And <laughs> so do the sweepy sweep. <laughs> of course, the sweepy sweep. <laughs> yeah, see, look, he's, look, he's fine, guys. He's fine. All right, all right. Uh, Talera, it's okay. We've got it. All right. He's, he's good. See, he's done the sweeps. He's done the sweeps. He goes. He comes. He actually starts walking up towards you, Lance. Now, the Talera, the main guy, as you're still. 15 feet away from like the perimeter guy. He walks up to the perimeter and goes, what's your business here? Why are you here? We weren't, we weren't to receive reinforcements at all. Listen, listen, I knew my brother was out here. I knew he was on the outer edges of the fight. I need to check up on him. His, our mother would kill me if I didn't check up on my brother. We are under attack, man. And you come here to abandon your post to check on your brother? I am not abandoning my post. I got permission to be here. By who? Obviously, down into the caldera, Severin and all the high command want to know what the hell is going on up there. So what are you doing, huh? I know you're guarding, but do you have any updates from the battlefield that I can give to the high command? Or are you just sitting on your butt? Go ahead and roll... Intimidation, you know it's intimidation. Because I'm reporting directly to them, and if you've got nothing for me, I will very much make sure that you All right. will be named specifically as nothing, nothing, nothing. I'll allow intimidation. <laughs> yep. That's 14. 14. Okay. Mm. They want to know how things are going in the battle. I wasn't assigned to the battle. I was to make sure nothing would get in from the battle. I've been standing on my post. I was not meant to go outside. I was meant to make sure that nothing got in and nothing got out, cultist. Brother Ralph, do you know anything that's been going on then? Because apparently one just likes to- You don't to ask him, you ask me, the leader of this section here, all right? Now you can either go back and tell them that we are standing our post waiting for Tiamat's return, or you could join us. Fine, I will give them your message. And as he's leaving, he'll just, brother, take care, good luck. And he'll, as he's doing that, he'll whisper maybe sleight of hand to do that into Ralph's ear, because he doesn't want to take the time of Thieves' Cant. He's like, you and your five, whatever you do, get the hell out of this area now. All right, go and roll sleight of hand. That is, what is my sleight of hand? 28. Whew. Yep. As you're able to mutter it under your breath, as you like adjust your facial hair, you just turn around and you start walking away and go, uh, Ralph goes, <laughs> all right, bud. Well, hey, I'll see you when this all is over. Hey, we're going to be kings after this. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. Oh, I'm right. if I don't stab you in the breakfast. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ma always was worried about him. He loved knives. All right. Hey, so I was telling you a little bit about Jeremy, right? As he goes over to the leader and goes over to some of the other cultists, uh, seems he is ca carrying on his banter here. Uh, and you are allowed to leave, Lance Thalen. All right. I will go back to the group. Okay. Uh, Ralph's there. And what? Uh, he has. Yes, Ralph's there. Apparently, the Zentarum have infiltrated the camp itself. They're kind of doing the dirty work of the camp like we were doing. Uh, I've told him he needs to get out of there. 
and he has five other members of the Zentarum with him. I told him to get, to get out of there as quick as possible, so I say... They're not going to help us kill the real cultists? I mean, they can. The problem is, I have <laughs> Moonbeam, Fireball, all the strategies we've talked about don't really discriminate very There's no well. precision. <laughs> they really just are area effects, and I don't know what the, f- what the five are that he has with him. Okay, well, maybe. we were planning on luring them down, so maybe we just try and hit some of the ones that are near us? These nearest ones with some precision hits? But I don't know if some of those are his people. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I I can just produce flame on the one that you were talking to. We know he's yes, bad. Yes, I have some Eldritch Blasts. I think would do very well. I'm sorry. Point of order. He had four people over there. I'm sorry. Oh, four and fifth. I, count, four I and counted him. himself. So okay. that's what I counted himself as the fifth. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> But you were able to get a good number, uh, Lance. There's exactly one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine humanoids in cultist armor. Five, including Ralph, are allies, supposedly. But there are also three guard drakes there of a variety of color. One is red, one is black, one is white, actually. So, I mean, I'm going to say this. He knows to get out of there as soon as possible. I say we give it one minute, maybe two, and then we go in. If he's not out of there by then, then there's nothing much we can do. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. If he's not out of there by then, you send him a quick message and just say, we're going to lure them towards us. You attack from the rear. Great. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Lance will give it like a minute and then send a message saying, casting it down that direction saying, to Ralph, are you out of there yet? And um, that, you get a response... I'll roll first off. Oof. And just say, uh, negative. Then he'll point again and just say, then get to the back of the group because we're attacking the front. And with that, you kind of all hear from the uh, from down the corridor a little bit loud. And he goes, you know what, folks? Um, things have been going a little bit, uh, it's a little bit dry here, isn't it? Don't you think we should... We should go. We should go do some. Ralph, I need you to be quiet and man your post, okay? I'm just saying uh, Jeremy's getting a little anxious here. Am I right? And I think, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's about, uh, Jeremy, what do you think? I think now would be a fantastic time, Ralph, to reveal ourselves. Oh, no. Oh, oh Jeremy. <laughs> so, and goes, oh, well, I wasn't meaning. What are you talking about, Jeremy? I wasn't. All right, folks, here we go. Lance will run down the hallway and just be like, Brother, I forgot. And he's going to catch fireball. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where? Uh, Yeah, let's have everybody roll initiative here. I'm going to spot it, and then I'm going to cast it where I can. But, again, we're rolling initiative, so I might not end up casting it. We'll see. Well, good thing we just didn't go at it (laughs) with everybody. I know with your two sixes, I was like, oh, cool. And then you're like, what if we just fireball and everything? I was like, oh, yeah. Bye-bye, bye-bye, Josh. No, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> bye-bye, Josh. <laughs> okay, Fleeple. 22. Good. 22? Mal. Nine. With advantage. Wow. I know. Solid, solid. And Lance. 12. 12. Okay. Honestly, the, the introduction of characters that we care about in the middle of a group that we're trying to attack is a great way to stop a party from just area-affecting. Annihilating. Area-affecting everybody. Tom's is like, hey, I'm tired of these fireballs. You know what? Ralph. Now, it's you your got- brother, Fleeple. The sheep's back. Lance, your sister. <laughs> like, like, your sister? Everybody's holding an orphan on their hip. Yep. <laughs> you can't fireball everybody. Daddy, when can we go eat lunch? It's like, ah, oh, crap. Well, let's take your daughter to work. Yeah, this is happened at the most inopportune time. This is the single, the single parenting cultist. Like, oh, we have to take care of our children. Look, I'm sorry the daycare closed, but they were called away as for a very important ritual. It was either that or sacrifice, and I didn't want to sacrifice. 
<laughs> the Waterdeep Bye. Alliance said they weren't going to show up for another day. What can <laughs> I do? <laughs> can I, do? <laughs> I didn't book a babysitter. <laughs> we should have unionized. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. So, first off, I will say you guys, I let, uh, I'll let you guys have run for a little bit here. So, Lance, you're about 30 feet away from the initial cultist who halted you before you cast Fireball. Well, I'd assume, I'd assume it'd be, I mean, obviously, like, through the six seconds of combat, I can assume who is looking like they're headed toward fighting yes. Ralph and who's kind of like, Ralph, what do we do? Like, kind of like... Well, so they are s- revealing themselves, right? Yeah. Like Jeremy said? Yes, yeah. they are. They are. They're absolutely revealing themselves. There is an ally, unfortunately, close to you, but uh, unfortunate, right? So yeah, you are 30 feet away from that dragon claw that stopped you. And then Mal and Fleeple, you're about 10 feet behind Lance Thalen. But Fleeple, it's your turn. You are 40 feet away from the closest person. You're 55 feet away from the leader. Um, you are 55 feet away from Ralph as well, but he's further than the leader um, from you currently. So, and it's your turn, Fleeple. Okay, well, first things first, we're dropping a moonbeam right on top of the leader and the drake immediately next to him. Okay, sounds good. Uh, five foot radius, yeah? Yep. Yeah. So moonbeam, that's your action. Um, nothing happens on your turn with moonbeam. It's just their turn. So you have a movement and a bonus action. Yes, I hmm, I am going to fly so that I am not immediately next to the cultist who's closest to us, but I'm one space away from him. So okay. that if he wants to try and come and get me, he's going to have to take an opportunity attack from our ally who's standing right next to him. I see. Okay, so you fly directly close and you're like, ha, neener, neener. Yes. Oh, I see what you did. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I am going to go and kill some yeah, cultists. I'm going to kill Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Anything with your bonus action? You chilling? Bonus action. I mean, I, c- I can hold off on healing for a little bit. I'll be okay. Okay. Sounds good. It jumps to the Dragon Fang's turn. This is the leader. I'm just going to call him the Dragon Fang. He is going to have to roll a wisdom save, yes? Or a Correct. Con. Uh, yeah, constitution save. And we'll have made that just third level for this one. Okay, so that saving throw is con save. Or should I? No, I'm going to roll to see whether I'm doing third or fourth level resource management. Okay, we're going third level. Third level. He only rolled a 12. All right, so that is 3d10. 18. 18. Well, well, well. 18 doesn't feel good. He kind of shakes it off, and he's going to just say, Cultus, get Ralph! Stop that man! Stop his brother! And he's going to pull out his weapons and... So he sees you, Fleeple, but he's looking at Lance in particular. So Lance, he's going to look at you. He pulls out a um, green orb. And as he pulls out this green orb, very quickly he raises it to his mouth. And as he does, he breathes in this sickly, like almost gas-looking material. And as he like breathes this in, the orb gets a little bit dimmer. It's this unearthly sound emanating from him. As he goes... And then he launches all of that bile, just the sickly essence that he sucked into his mouth, directly at you. Uh, he's going to try and make a weapon attack against you. 19? Miss. Uh, 19 to hit, yes. For Fleeple or for Lance? For Lance. Miss. Ooh. Oh, what? What's your AC? Uh, because you gave me a plus one magic leather armor, I'm now at 20, baby. (laughs) You did do that. Oh my gosh. I did do that. I did do that. Yep. Yep. That happened. (laughs) That happened. Okay. So as this poison is thrust from this dragon fang's mouth, 
It is sickly, it's gross, it is viscous almost as it comes searing towards you. You duck out of your way. In fact, you try to duck and you throw your cloak over yourself to like cover your mouth. And as you do, your armor and your cloak barely like repels um, the majority of the attack to where you don't take any damage from this, but it was so close. And um, you're like, okay, that's the dragon fangs action. And that is going to be his turn. He is now going to back out of the moonbeam, 15 feet away to where the guard drakes. Um, he's a little bit by the guard drake. So he moves further east, like he's exiting the entire, to go out of the lava tubes entirely, trying to move further away from Ralph and from you folks as well. Well done. I, I guess well done having a AC of 20 there. Now the ally... One of your allies, he's going to reveal himself. He is right next to Ralph, and he is going to take out his scimitar, and he's going to start hacking at the guard drake here, and he gets multi-attack, baby. Natural 20 for the first. Woo! Let's oh, go. Yeah. Go, Zentarum. Oh, yeah. There you go, Zentarum. So this dragon claw, he's got a natural 20 on the first and a 17 to hit on the second, which is a hit. So let's go there. That is going to be quite a bit of damage. That is going to be D6s. So does anybody want to do a 3D6 for me, please? I can do that. Great. 11. 11. All right, 11 to this um, guard drake here. The guard drake, um, that's the black guard drake, yells out in pain and sort of looks at the ally and the dragon fang goes, what are you doing? That's the wrong person. Get get Ralph behind behind you. And it starts to dawn on him a little bit of what's going on here. Um, that's ally number three, I'll call him. Ally number two rushes forward and is going to rush towards the leader himself. And he's going to take two more attacks. The first attack is a 16 which against the dragon fang is enough to hit. The second is only a 14, so it doesn't hit, unfortunately. And that's going to be five points of slashing damage to him. So the dragon takes five slashing damage. And this guy goes, uh, yeah, we've got our own orders, buddy. Uh, as he uh, throws off his cultist uh, cloak um, and has the Zentarum symbol basically displayed brazenly on his cloak that's underneath him. He was very hot. He was wearing two cloaks. He was wearing the cultist cloak and the Zentarum cloak underneath. He goes, oh my gosh, this feels good to shed some layers. It's going to be his turn. And then finally, ally one, uh, who would you like, who do you guys think would be best to go for? Wherever he can go to get flanking. Mm, okay. So we got 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Right there. That flank flank with that guard drake right there. Okay, great. So he's going to go flanking, going a little bit to get uh, the black guard drake and get some flanking. And that's good because getting advantage for these guys is going to give them some extra D6s to roll with here. Yes. So does anybody want to roll uh, with advantage here? Uh, we got two attacks here, so you can roll with advantage twice. I'll take one of them. I'll take another one. Great. All right, Flipple. Okay, 14 on the die. 14 on the die, plus five. That's going to be a 19, so that's a hit. And then, Lance, what did you roll on the die? 13 on the die, plus five is 18. 18 is also a hit. So both are hits. And let's take a look at there. Um, once per turn, if the Dragon Claw makes a weapon attack with advantage, it deals an extra 2d6 damage. So two successful attacks, that's 2d6 plus another 2d6. So that's 4d6 damage. I'll roll the damage here just for simplicity here. I've got all the dice. Oh man, that's a six. That's a three. That's a three and a four. That's going to be 16 points of damage against this guard drake. Uh, no modifier, unfortunately. Let's see, 25. Well done there. Okay, ally one. And now Lance, we jump to you. Alrighty, where do I need to get in position to cast a spell near or on that group of the leader, the drake, and the two lackeys in the back? 
Okay, so yeah, um, what Lance is referring to here, there are two lackeys in the backpack who haven't acted yet. These are dragon wings. They have not entered combat yet, but this is where the leader was kind of heading. They are by the entrance to lead outside of the lava tubes. And you, uh, Lance, are asking how you can get over there to get line of sight, essentially. Yes. Is that yes. right? Correct. Yeah, so if you were to get line of sight, you'd have to go pretty much right next to the dragon claw that stopped you initially, the one that Fleeple is 10 feet from. All right, let's do it. All right, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 piece of uh, movement there. So 25 of your movement you've used to move up. You do have line of sight to all of those people by the front entrance here. And a little bit further down the end, you can even see further down the entrance. It's not much, but you can see like 10 feet beyond them as well. Fireball. <laughs> yeah. You gave me all this right. thing, man. You gave me this thing. Let's do for it. all of the, for how long we've gone without casting fireball, it is like, overdrive now of like all right all the fireballs that should have happened earlier yeah that should have happened along the way oh boy yep fireball let's see how a counter spell reacts (gasps) you don't see it because i'm behind people (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh but i can just look at you not if i do this and i'm just double checking counter spells a second level spell right i think counter spells third it's third as well. Okay, so it's an automatic success. Oh. Right? Yeah. Yep. So the counter spell from the leader himself. So the leader sees you start casting fireball and he goes, they've got magic! And he points his finger and as he points his finger, he just... Your fireball goes... And just as it's starting to gain traction, it goes to him and it diminishes until he actually catches it out of air and he squashes it and it goes... Uh, and he goes, be on your guard. They've got magic over here. All right. We're going to have to do this the old fashioned way. <laughs> well, there goes his reaction at least. Yeah. Yep. And that Lance was your will, action, I believe, right? Yeah. Lance will just obviously pull out his weapons then. Schwang, schwang. And that's it. Yeah, that is, unfortunately. Okay. Well, Ralph is going to go, folks. And he is going to... Cast fireball because he's a wizard. He's a wizard, actually. <laughs> yeah, so he is. He's gonna be like, uh, he can't see you, Lance, and go, Lance. Hey, Lance, was that you? Huh? Some great minds and all. Yeah, fireball. And he's gonna <laughs> cast it right over here. <laughs> and there's nobody to, to counterspell it because I'm going uh, to kill you one day. Used his reaction. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, ah, yeah, all right. <laughs> um, same, same man. Him. Uh, so that is going to be a deck saving throw. Leader. Um, ooh, that's not a good save. Uh, dragon wing one. Dragon wing two. Uh, both of those are terrible. And then the guard. Wow. All of those were sub 10 rolls. Okay. Well, there's fireball. And Ralph's going to cast it at fourth level, though. Fourth level. Yep. So 10d6, right? Humble brag. 10d6. And uh, I'm going to roll this. I'm going to roll this one. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Don't you want to taste the piece of the glory? See what it tastes like. <laughs> yep, that's right. Okay, so that's 10, 15. Ooh, another 50, 16. So that's 31. And then, oh, only two ones. So 33 points of fire damage to all of them full force. Oh my gosh. And uh, Ralph goes, yeah, I think this one's going to do it. And uh, sure, of those two guards that haven't acted yet at all, those dragon wings, they were like getting their orbs out to like cast their own breaths. Yeah, they fall flat and they drop their orbs as those orbs are diminished from the life force of their owners being uh, depleted. So uh, 33 was exactly their hit points there. So... (laughs) That was pretty lucky there. And I just turned to Lance, who's right next to me, say, isn't it great having Ralph back around? <laughs> it's, it's so fun. <laughs> uh, 
The white guard drake has taken a substantial amount of damage, very bloodied. In fact, the leader is bloodied himself here, but not quite uh, down for the count. The dragon claw right next to you goes, I knew you weren't part of the cult when I first saw you. And he's going to take two swipes at you. <laughs> well, then you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be 22 and then 19. Uh, first hits. And it's a measly two points of slashing damage. Yeah, give me all you got. I'll use evasion and half it. (laughs) (laughs) To one. Wow, insult to injury there. Okay, okay. (laughs) He goes, hey, these guys are pretty strong, man. I gave them everything I had. It doesn't seem like it did anything. Oh, boy. Uh, He's not going to move, though, uh, because that'd be dumb. So... That's the, okay, then we go to the other dragon wing, who is also dead. Mal, it's your turn. You've seen a cacophony of colors, noises, and explosions happen way down the road there. Uh, what do you do on your turn? Mal will... She's going to run 35 feet right up to the cultist, and she will take two swings. Quack, quack, with her white sword. This is the one right by Lance as well. Correct. So the one that said, these guys are pretty tough, which... Lance used evasion against. Two attacks, go for it. Two attacks. That first one was a 23. Oh, yeah. And that one is a 19. Oh, yeah. Why don't you roll damage for the first one? Because I have a feeling that something is going to happen here. 13 slashing plus 10 radiant damage. Before you're even able to finish your first attack, he goes, ah! And he just falls. He, he he's not he's not actually like dead. He just like drops his swords and purposely goes unconscious. <laughs> he just like that's gave how up his he's ghost. just like oh, kind of. He gave up the ghost. He's like oh, I didn't like this. So yeah. So you your second you didn't even get your second attack off actually. So all right. Anything else, Mal? Can I move and do my second attack? If you have more movement, you use thirty five. I use thirty five and I have forty, so I can't reach anybody within that. You can you reach can your reach ally, aliens. technically. Yeah. <laughs> Kill the Zentara. Mal <laughs> <laughs> just waves a sword angrily at the drake that's in the room. Ah, I'm going to get you. I'm coming for you. <laughs> like an old man with a cane. <laughs> um, no, that's all she can so do. <laughs> All right, so we're going to the Black Drake, who's received a substantial amount of damage here. He is going to... Gosh, this Drake having a hard time here. He's going to just choose one of the two folks and just do a bite and a tail attack. Bite attack. Tail attack. Uh, Both hit, actually. So he's going to do, what is it, a D8 and then a D6. Yeah, both of them plus three. So we've got a D8 and a D6. Ooh, plus three. Yeah, one of Ralph's allies drops. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. Unfortunately, uh, the Josh. The one who threw off his cloak. <laughs> Josh was his name. Nope. <laughs> the one who threw off his cloak and was like, yeah, I had two cloaks on. He gets bit by the guard dragon. goes, ah! And he just falls to the ground unconscious. At least he died cool. <laughs> yeah. He did the only cool thing out of all of his allies, and he died for well, it. I meant physically cool. Um, like, he wasn't hot anymore. Oh, I guess that's true. <laughs> Wow. With his two there you go. <laughs> That's almost bad enough to give you inspiration. I died <laughs> with a breeze. I died with a breeze. Almost terrible. Oh my gosh. So that's that Drake's turn. Yep. And then the other Drake is in the moonbeam. That's a constitution saving throw. Oh, what's the save DC? 18. Ah, yeah, that's a fail. That's, that's, a, that's a 16 cool that's a 27 damage on 3d10 holy cow 27 (laughs) hot dice tonight welcome to the movie he is bloodied he is bloodied he does not like what's happening he's gonna run away and surprise the ally right next to him uh, your ally is going to attack him with an opportunity attack uh but only gets a seven total so he's gonna run over to his uh and this is the red drake, runs over to the black drake in front of the leader, protect, trying to protect him. Uh, that's all. Oh, and then he is going to attack the other person with a bite and a claw. Bite. Um, nope, that's a nine. 
It is a non-natural 20 for the tail, though. So that is going to be uh, five points of damage to the ally. Okay. Uh, still up, not bloodied, the ally. So he's looking okay. And now the final ally right next to you guys goes, Oh, hey, you guys must be the jank squad. I've heard a lot about you. Uh, who should I go for over there? Anybody in particular? Whoever you can get flanking on. Yeah, okay. Uh, I don't know if I can get it flanking on anybody there. If you go if, uh, in the lower right corner between the drake and their boss, you'd be in a bad place, but you'd get flanking. You know what? I'm not all about self-preservation, so I'll do that. All right. <laughs> I gotta run through this moonbeam, though, right? Yeah, do all of us have to run through the moonbeam? To get around it, unless he moves it on his turn. <laughs> you know what? No, he doesn't ask. He just goes, yeah, all right. And he just runs <laughs> through the moonbeam. Oh, boy. Wait to go, guys. Con save, that's a five. Oh, no. We're gonna kill another ally. Uh, okay, that's only 13 radiant damage. He's still up. Good. <laughs> and he goes... Oh my gosh, that really burns! <laughs> oh, poor guy. And I turn to Lance and I say, it only burns the sinful. <laughs> then I'm okay. dead. I think you guys did that on purpose. <laughs> then I'm dead, Fleetful. <laughs> Don't step inside that moonbeam. Well, that's a rough. That's, that's an unfortunate placement for that that ally. It can to move it. Fleetful can move it. It can move. Uh, oh, I um, know. So why don't you go and ahead where and he's roll. gonna move it to next is an unfortunate placement for that. Oh, I guess oh you could do gosh. the one above it, but yeah, because yeah. the ally above's dead. Yes. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. That moonbeam did something good for him because on his first advantage roll, he rolled two natural twenties. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Against the guard Drake, and he gets the extra d sixes for advantage. And he gets extra d sixes. And then his second attack, he rolled a fifteen, which is enough against the guard Drake. So, uh, so he gets two successful attacks. The first one is going to be double dice. And he and it's already three so three d six for the first attack, which is doubled so sixty six plus another d six so seventy six damage here. He's like, oh, I felt something as I went through that moonbeam. <laughs> That's almost so, a fireball. Yeah, it's almost yeah. a fireball against this guard Drake here. So uh, I guess I'll roll the seventy six. Oh my gosh, 26 damage with his scimitar attacks. He just, ah! It's just like, you see the moonbeam smoke still rising off of him. It goes, I trust you guys. Amazing. Oh, Oh my gosh. He totally destroys the guard Drake that he has advantage on. He destroys him. And then with Cleave, he has two more damage that goes into the drake next to him right next to me goes and now it's your turn just so uh he's in a bad spot but boy he did a lot of good unfortunately it's that guard drake's turn that he just attacked with the cleave and so he the guard drake pivots and chomps down with advantage for his bite both attacks are successful he rolls a d8 and a d6 it's not looking good for this guy. Yeah, uh, the guard Drake. This is the white guard Drake. Chomps down on him and he goes, Ah, I was in a bad place. And uh, he unfortunately falls unconscious. He gave up a lot in that short exchange there. All right. Well, that takes us to the top of the round. Fleeple, it's you. All right. I'm going to use my action to move that moonbeam over on top of the boss and the guard drake immediately to the north of him. Okay. Yep. And uh, no, there are no allies surrounding them anymore because they've all been defeated. So it's the boss and the guard drake. That's the black guard drake. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Moobeam doesn't do anything on your turn, just their turn. So what else would you like to do, Fleetbull? And that's your action to move it, right, Moonbeam? Yeah. And you guys are still doing pretty good on health right now? I have not taken any damage. I lost one. Oh my gosh. Way to call me out, Mal. I am going to target you. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? You know what? I'm going to fly over so that I am... I'm going to fly so that I'm one square south and two squares west of the leader. Okay. 
and I'm going to use my Draconic Cry. Yes! <gasps> okay, what is this? It's so, been a while. Yeah, it's my bonus action. Until the start of my next turn, me and all of my allies have advantage against attacks against all enemies who are within 10 feet of me. That's all three of them. So until the start of my next turn, all attacks with advantage. Now, if they move away from that 10 foot, do uh, they I lose believe the advantage? It is, I'll pull up the details just to make sure, but I believe it is just everybody who's within that radius when I do the Draconic Cry. Like, almost like you're marking them, right? Yeah, okay. but, I'll, but I'll let you know if it's different. Okay, sounds good. Well, regardless, um, I believe that's your turn, right? Action movement bonus action, that'll do it. All right, it's the Dragon Fang, the leader's turn here. That's a constitution saving throw. Yeah, it he is. You got a two on the dice. Yes. Nice. Math, math, math. 16 radiant damage. Ooh. That was almost enough to take him out. <sighs> Getting almost. close. Oh, he is so bloodied. He goes, Tiamat will reign supreme this day. All of you mock my words! And he uses his bonus action to fly and is going to fly 30 feet away from you all out to the entrance. And then as he stumbles to his feet, he's going to run with the rest of his movement out as he sees all of his allies, except for these drakes, which he doesn't consider his allies, have left or been defeated. And he runs. Don't worry, out, I got him. Out of the. Oh, I got him too. Um, <laughs> I, I would say I've got him, but I've already gone this turn, so. Uh, that's a full ninety feet away, though. Oh yeah, so just, I uh, got him. Just I got. Him. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. I won't oh, remove no. him what are you from the do? map then, I suppose. <laughs> um, Stop! Uh, okay. Don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gene Wilder. <laughs> Okay, ally three is going to take two attacks against the black drake here. Only gets one attack against him, so that's going to be another three points of slashing damage. That's going to be their turn. Ally one is going to do the same, so that is going to be... Ooh, a natural 20. Yes! And 19. So that's going to be 3d6. And that is going to be 11 damage there. Ooh, this Drake is looking not great. Lance, it's your go. Okay, Lance will... Do you want to go for the Drakes that's at death's door? No. Uh, Lance will <laughs> run toward the outer entrance. Lance has, because I took the mobile feet, Lance has 40 feet of movement in, a turn, in one thing. So he'll run 40... You said he's 95. How far away is he from Lance right now? Just so I know, gauging my movement, how much would need to happen. Yeah, so from Lance, before he started running, he was 35 feet away, but... Now see. he's 90 feet away from me. Yeah, so he's just... Uh, he's actually 120 feet away from you because he started 35 feet away from you and he ran 90 so if you get to, like, just the east of that southern guard drake, you should be able to get there with your full movement, and you wouldn't provoke an opportunity attack because you're not leaving its range. That mm -hmm. would put you within 50 feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Lance is going to, yeah, get around the opportunity attack. Lance is basically going to go 580 feet with my movement and bonus action. Mm -hmm. Lance will get to within that 50 feet, yeah. And... Lance is going to, as he gets there, he's going to, as he's like running that way, he's going to sheathe his dagger and short sword. And as he gets to that 50 feet away, he's going to unfurl the bow, Callie's bow, grab an arrow, aim it. And then he's going to be like, counterspell this. Jake, that was that amazing. Was, that's an inspiration, actually. Yeah, <laughs> that, that deserves so the inspiration. Good. That was Take so that inspiration. Good. Hey. <laughs> there we go. I was right. expecting you to say both eyes open, and you exceeded all my expectations. Me too. That was a left turn in the best way possible. That's going to be, because this isn't magic. Let me double check here. Because, sorry, I, I haven't updated my short bow in a while. The attack bonus is your proficiency plus your... Dexterity. Your dexterity. Oh my gosh, that's more <laughs> than I was, had written down. I need to update these things. 21. Yeah, that's a hit. All right. 
<laughs> and all right, it's just a regular arrow. So here we go. 1d6. Nope, come back here. Oh, I just remembered you have advantage on that attack because of the Draconic Cry. Do you want to see if you get a <gasps> Sneak 20? attack! I do? That's sneak attack! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, roll to see if you get a natural 20. No, I do not get a natural 20, but that's sneak attack. So now that upgrades my 1d6 attack to now 8d6. <laughs> uh... I think you'd like to roll all the I would. Even though I would. It's not necessary. <laughs> I would. So go ahead. 30 points of damage. Ooh. Lance, tell us how it is done. So yeah, Lance is notching the arrow and just counterspell this. And he'll let it fly. And as it's flying, it will, because obviously this guy's flying, it will basically catch him in the, because how is he flying? He has wings, is that correct? No, he was gifted a gift from Tiamat, so it was just a magical ability. And just as you actually um, shoot the arrow, it's it diminishes because it only lasts on his turn. So he like, his flight is leaving him just as he about gets to his feet as right when you're uh, launching the bow. So he'll launch it. And as soon as his feet touch the ground, It'll be like one of those cool cinematic shots where you only see the feet, the feet will land on the ground, and then you'll see blood land on the ground, and then his body will land on the ground with an arrow to the back. Yeah. And I imagine like the camera like counterspell this, it's it follows the arrow, like it looks at you, and then as you launch it, it just like you see all everything whizzing past as it gets right up to the the leader here and Sure enough, he is slain. And without needing to, or without further issue, the guard drakes are easily dispatched. They all had single-digit health points. But Lance, it's at this point that you being so close to the entrance now, you're actually able to briefly see outside of this caldera. And as you take the few steps you need to get out of the caldera, what stands before you can, can only be described as almost apocalyptic of what you see outside now that the battle is in full force. And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of I Cast Fireball. Yes. I do have a question while we're standing right here for a hot second. If I may, a Crunch Squad question while we're looking at D20. My turn, I, I was going to um, use my Lightning Lure, which has a pull effect. Mm. So I'm thinking if you've played the, the computer version of Gloomhaven, which I have been recently a lot, <laughs> pull yes. does not mean that you pull necessarily have to pull directly toward you. You can pull in a straight line from a neighboring direction that's toward you. If I were standing right next to Moonbeam, could I have lightning lured this guy and pulled him into the Moonbeam from where we're standing? Hmm. This one does specifically state that it's pulled up to 10 feet in a straight line toward you. Right. And so it would only be straight toward me. I couldn't pull him to the side of me. No. Even though it's straight He's going in a straight line, and it's still in the direction that's toward me. I could only have pulled him in the single place between the two of us. Yeah, a straight line towards you is, like, as directly towards you as it can be. All right. I just wanted to ask for mm -hmm. future reference so we don't have to crunch squat it again. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Mm -hmm. Great. Well... What an exciting battle here. What a surprise with Lance uh, and Ralph and the whole Jenks squad getting back together. We'll see how maybe how else the Zentarum is infiltrating um, and how else they might be able to assist the Jenks squad in here. But as always, Jacob, Ned, Mickey, thank you so much for joining. And listeners, thank you so much for joining us on this crazy adventure. This is episode 105. Yes. 105. 105. Um, I had... I had dreams that we'd get to 105, but uh, I mean, it's nice to see that it's actually it's actually here, and we've been able to 
have this amazing journey and this amazing ride. And listeners, thank you for coming along. I know some of you have been here almost since like day one. Uh, people have uh, been messaging and I've been here since episode 13, episode 20. And it's just incredible that you would be able to stick with us for so long and uh, you just think that we're worth your time in all of these years. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Shout out to you. Speaking of shout outs, though, we always want to shout out our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where Ned takes a turn as the GM and has some fun, wacky uh, one month fate accelerated campaigns are going on right now. Go listen to their current one. It's Pride and Prejudice with Muppets. Uh, I'm a bit biased because I'm a cast member in it and it's a ton of fun. And so is my beautiful wife, Namortar Garuraman. So uh, go listen to that and uh, don't forget to leave them a five-star review on the way out. But if you want to get shouted out on this podcast or let us know when you joined in on this adventure for iCast Fireball, what episode you jumped in on, shoot us an email, iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com or at our social media pages at iCastFireball20, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, or at our patron-only dis- exclusive Discord by going to patreon.com slash iCastFireball20, where you can chat with us every single day or talk to us about literally any topic, I should say almost literally any topic on the earth. So uh, go jump in there and don't forget to give yourselves a high five. Lastly, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers. But until next time, I'm Tom DM, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Let's keep that fire going, everybody, and we'll see you all next time.